It's an exciting day. A new name, a new look. I've been away. I have stories to tell. We're going to talk about Ace. I'm going to tell you about what happened with the paparazzi. Jenny Hutt's here today. So let's talk. Here, let's talk is official. The podcast, yay! You better sound effects, yay! The podcast has gotten a facelift. All right, well, one of us had to, right? Similar format, new name, new look, and really part of, you know, kind of a bigger brand evolution that I've been working on for about a year. So much more coming your way, more interactivity, more announcements to come. Keep on my social for all of the updates. Just go to Heather Dubrow on Instagram and you will see absolutely everything. If you want to know more about my Cabo faves, I was talking about this a little bit last week, but I'm going to highlight some really fun favorite spots in my new, I don't know, what do we call it? Like the HD handbook. It's also called Let's Talk. So if you go to my Instagram and you click on the link in my bio, you are going to get exclusive access to me and all the things that you guys DM me about and message me about and put comments on my Instagram about that I don't get to answer everyone. I, I now am compiling everything in a way that you are absolutely going to love. It is exclusive content, behind the scenes content, everything. Amazing. You are going to, I know you're going to absolutely love it. So go ahead over there, sign up for free, and you're going to have access to this. So again, make sure, go to my Instagram, and there's going to be a link. Eventually, it's going to be heatherdubro.com. You know what's crazy? I used to have a website for so many years, and then I didn't. And now I'm going to have one again, kind of like a hub. But I want you to get this Let's Talk HD handbook thing thing? Why is it a thing? I don't know. Some people call them like, you know, handouts, newsletter, whatever, but that sounds so lame to me. This is really a handbook of things that are going on in my life, places I like to go, products that I'm totally obsessed with, and and things that you and I all share as we DM each other. I really want more of that and more of our community to build and grow. So I'm going to share so much more. And to be honest with you, it all started because of our apartment. I moved in to this apartment in Los Angeles, which I've told you guys about, and they have a community newsletter. That's like my favorite thing. You guys know I love this stuff. I talk to the people at the bank. I know my bankers. I I know the people at the front desk of the post office. Like I, I just, I like talking to people. And so my community has a newsletter that I love. It highlights people in the building, talks about fun places to go. And I thought, that is so cool. I feel like I need something like that. That would be a great, fun thing for me and my community to do together. Uh, Because honestly, so many times I'll go on a vacation or something and I get hundreds of DMs from you guys asking, what was the name of that thing on the thing? So we're going to compile it all together. It's going to end up being super interactive, really, really fun. You sign up for free. It's going to come every other week to your mailbox. And that's all you have to do is sign up. But I'm calling it like, we're calling it Let's Talk. But think of it as the HD handbook for everything you really want to know. And there's going to be a place for you guys to tell me what you want to hear more of. So anyway, go to my Instagram, click on the link in my bio, and you can get 
to the hub. You can get to the place where everything is going to happen. I'm really, I'm so, so, so excited about this. I literally, I mean, like almost a year in the making. So fun. Now I'm going to switch gears. Part of the evolution of this podcast is to have more conversations with all of you, deeper conversations with all of you, and share more of what's going on in my life and my family's life. And so I wanted to talk a bit about the post that I put up last week about my young son, Ace. First of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get very emotional during this, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of my supporters. It made me cry. You know, our community of moms and parents, caregivers, grandparents, teachers, kids, like all of you, all of you. I love you so, so much. And I thank you so much for the support that you've given not only me, but my family over the years and especially right now. I need to clarify some things. Um, You know, with all the support, of course, there's always going to be hate. You're going to have haters. You're going to have people that don't understand. There were um, two main comments that I just want to address. And one was, why now? And I get that. You know, Ace is 12 years old. Why now? As a mom... You know, you look at your kids and all you want to do is protect them. That's it. You just want to protect them. You want to put helmets on them. You want to wrap them in bubble wrap and just pray that nothing ever hurts them physically or emotionally. And of course, that's what I want to do with my kids. But the truth of our lives is that we have been in the public eye for many years. And my son has been in the public eye since he was nine months old. Um, And as much as we want to protect him, and that is our number one priority and our number one goal, for a variety of reasons, it also, over the last few years and more recently, the last few months, became apparent that we needed to say something. What our goal was, was to acknowledge who our incredible son is, and uh, and show how much we love and support our child. We're not hiding our son, but trying to protect him from the world, as all parents want to do. But we also had to balance the fact that there are other people who want to tell your children's stories for them. So even though I, I don't want to tell my children's stories for them, and I never have, nor will I ever— Something had to be said by us before someone else made a statement. And that part, I need to leave at that. But hopefully, that'll add some clarity to it. The other thing I saw was that talking about my son was to remain relevant or to create a storyline on a television show. And neither of these things are true. They are the farthest thing from the truth. Again, it's really just all about protecting my kids. And I've already explained why now. We are not trying to leverage our child for content. And I'm just going to leave that there. 
I also want to thank Family Equality. I want to thank GLAAD. I want to thank the Trevor Project. I want to thank everyone in the LGBTQIA community for their love and support and the messages. We thank you. We see you. We hear you. And we support you. I also want to say that any government or any religion that tells you you're not okay exactly the way you are is missing the point. God, the universe, faith, that's all about love and acceptance. The God that loves you loves you for who you are, exactly who you are. Only people out in the world and the universe that hurt other people should be the acceptance to this. I have four kids, and they are incredible, and they're mine. And, you know, it's funny, growing up and and moving to L.A. and as a young actress and considering all my roles and where I was going to be in my life and what I was going to do and being on television as an actress and as a singer and with a band and on stage and, and then you know, reality show and podcasting and all the things I've done over the years, I know my greatest role is being a mother. I know it. I didn't know that when I was younger, but I will tell you, it is being a parent, as so many of you know, is the hardest job on the planet. But being a mother to me is my most important job ever. And I take my kids and all your kids to my heart always every day. And I know that I was given these four kids for a reason. And not only will I protect them and fight for their safety and their rights and their freedom, but I promise I'm going to help you protect yours too. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. My guest today on our very first episode of Let's Talk. Yay! Is a dear, yeah, I know. She's a dear friend. She's incredible. She's a multi-hyphenate. She's a mom. She's a lawyer. She's a podcaster, broadcaster, co-founder, and inventor of Bunny Eyes. She's such a fabulous girl. I'm so happy she's here, and we're gonna just break it all down. Please welcome Jenny Hutt. I mean, first of all, I could say all of that about you because I, I, I hope that the people who follow you and your fans and the ones who love you from TV that they know what a great girl you are. That you are like a girlfriend. And just, I don't know, you have this special way of lifting up the people that you know and just doing the right thing by the people you love. I don't know that they know that, do they? I don't know. But you know what I've come to learn as the years go on? It doesn't matter. Because the people that know who you are as a human, they know. And the people that don't know probably don't need to. And that is such a hard lesson to learn over the years. And you and I have talked about this kind of thing before. But, you know, it's like, you know, we're people pleasers. We want people to like us. And, you know, and then we're, you know, we get into this business and then, you know, back in the day, you know, you had like, uh, you know, a, a persona or this or that. And like things are different now and you're allowed to be flawed and all yeah. of that, but there's still consequences to it. I don't know. It's a lot to fucking navigate, but I feel like as I get older and as my kids get older, I, I feel a lot better. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know if you call this a meme. You know, I'm not good with modern day. Technological terms. Yeah. And technological terms. But um, have you seen this thing like you're the villain in someone else's story? Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yes. What did that do to you when you saw that? Well, I think I've become, like you just said, I'm past the stage of people pleasing. I really, I really don't care 
anymore, which is strange because I used to only care that everyone liked me, that Mm -hmm. I was likable. And now I'm just sort of like, if you don't, it's not my problem. Like, I feel like my side of the street is clean 99% of the time. So that's all I have to live by. So if I wind up the villain in someone else's story, that's kind of on them, right? Like if I've actually done something, okay, then I have to own that and face that and deal with it. But for the most part, I I, I have too many other things to do. And also like, I don't want to hurt anybody. So I would never intentionally be a villain. Of so course I've, not. Like accidentally become one in someone else's story. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do other than if they want to talk to me about it, we can have a conversation. Right. I got to just let it go. It's not, it can't really be about me. I agree. When I think about who I am as a, a person and a human today versus when I was, you know, 15, 25, 35, 45, you know, it, it's just, it's different. And I've evolved and, and, and grown up so much that I, except for really evil people, let's put them out of this conversation, mm-hmm. but of like course. for normal people, um, they are allowed to do the same. So anyone that was the villain and that they were my villain, I'm also thinking, I don't know what the hell was going on with you or what you were going through or whatever. Maybe you feel bad about that. That's okay. Yes. Yes. Forgiveness. There is that kind of like thing that I'll give somebody another chance if I think they're not really bad. Most people are good. I actually do think most people are good. And the few that are not, they'll get their comeuppance. Just... Not by me, but they'll they'll get it. They'll get their own. It always comes right. It yeah. comes around. I, I agree hundred yeah. percent. And then there's a faction of people that I think, even though they're not inherently bad people, they're never going to change. And you have to know that too. And even like I have this with like some family members, and it's like, of course. I I love you. You're toxic, but I can't get rid of you. So I'm going to figure out my best way to deal with you. But I'm not going to try to change you because you're never changing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can only control your own reaction to other people. You can't control other people's behavior ever. A hundred percent. I do want to talk about this switch from being on radio for how many years? 20 years? 17 plus. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Like almost 20 years. So two decades. Mm -hmm. Think about it when you say two decades on radio and then switching to podcasting because so today's my first episode of Let's Talk. I've renamed my podcast. It's an evolution. It's it's you know moving in a different sort of direction. I'm very excited about the people, the conversations, the interactivity, all of it because I think you have to evolve. But it's still really scary to do that. So take me through that a little bit, like why you felt it was necessary from mm-hmm. a, an emotional standpoint or a creative standpoint and, and what all that meant. Okay. So first I'm going to say thank you again, because you having me on your podcast like a day after I launched, maybe, was so helpful. And so again, kind and generous. And for anyone who's like, women don't support women and women stab each other in the back. No, not actual friends, because you have been I can't I I truly I can't thank you enough because I know that your listeners found my podcast because of you because you put me in such a favorable light and I my gratitude is just beyond measure so now that I got that out of the way and I didn't start to cry (laughs) really tried my best to keep it together but I'm touched when any acts of kindness like that like really they wreck me they just wreck me on the inside but I did not choose to leave SiriusXM My contract wasn't renewed after 17 plus years of being there. I got a call that said, 
I mean, first of all, I got a text first. I was like, can we talk after your show? Oh, that's boss. always the worst thing. I don't like, I'm like, oh, this yeah, is not good. I was waiting. Good. I was waiting yeah. for the contract that yeah. hadn't come. Mm-hmm. So I knew that this was going to be that kind of call. And she was just like, yeah, so the show is ending. And it turned out the whole channel was ending as well. So it wasn't just like me. It wasn't personal. Was, it wasn't personal or it was personal. It doesn't even matter. The facts were that my show was ending. Because my show was ending, I um, I knew that if I didn't have somewhere to put my energy and put myself, that A, I would lose the connection that I had with my listeners for such a long time because they could just find something else to do during right. the time that I was on the air. I was on the air two hours a day for five days a week for 17 years. It's a long time. And it's a long time. And so I knew I had to... I, it was like I just knew I was going to have to launch a podcast, and I was terrified. I didn't know how to make a podcast. I didn't know how to speak in a recording. Like, I'm used to being live. And then in addition, as you know, Heather, let's bring the room way down. My dad was dying. I didn't know he was dying right, like, two weeks later after right. I left Sirius XM and started my show three days later here on podcast land. But, like, all of a sudden, my whole world was shattered. And so... Yes, I was terrified, but I also knew in order to survive the like grief and the turmoil and the stuff that I'm still living in, I had to have somewhere to go. And that somewhere to go was on air. And so what started as I'm going to do this two days a week became seven days a week. And it sounds crazy, but um, it's like a diary. Right. Exactly. I I have guests and I just spill out whatever's going on. Yeah. And so I feel like that was part of my needing an evolution as well is that, you know, I I found that many comments, they like these guests, these guests, that was interesting. Because if someone could take a pearl away, I'm really happy about that. But in general, they liked the real conversations the most. And I thought, well, that's what I respond to the most also. And so I've been moving for the last six months or so into people that I really want to hang out with and just talk about life and what's going on. And I find that, you know, fulfilling. Yeah. Well, because you see, listen, I think the reason why people relate to that so much and you're the best at this. I mean, you've that's your career is about being you and like sharing all the stuff you go through when it gets really messy. You're out there talking about it, which is beautiful because somebody listening is saying to themselves, oh, my God, even Heather Page Kent Dubrow, famous with this life, with the doctor husband and these four great kids, even she has stress. Even she has sadness. Even she worries. Even she doesn't always feel gorgeous and fantastic. So it's okay. It's okay. We're going to not feel gorgeous and fantastic all the time. And we're still going to get through the day and do the things that we have to do. A hundred percent. All right. So now that you've made the switch, but, but you know, yeah. I, first of all, I give you huge kudos for, for, doing it and seven days a week. And it is like a diary and it is cathartic. And it's like, I hope the audiences really understand that you all mean so much to us, which is part of the evolution of all this. And, you know, I'm doing a lot more interactive things with my audience. And so that are all, you know, coming up, but um, it's like to get the feedback from everyone and being able to respond to everyone is really great too. Yeah. So how are you enjoying that? I, 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 yeah, I like it much more than my old job. I find it's so weird. There's way more feedback in podcasting than there was 
in live radio. I'm not sure why, because they had an on-demand option. But for some reason, I get DMs, I get emails every episode. And I think that's really lovely because we can have a dialogue. And that's all I want. I want to connect. I want somebody to hear me crying and be like, you know what? This happened to me. And because I saw or I heard that this is what you did to get past it or get through it, I feel better. Or because you're not through it, I feel better that I'm not through it either. Like even something crazy, as I talked about Jacob having a seizure when he was three years old, he's 24 and he's fine. And I talked about how for like 10 years, I was such a nut giving him water and making sure he was adequately rested because kids seize more often when they're tired and dehydrated or dehydrated and tired. And I got a message from somebody like, oh my God, my son had a seizure. And for 10 years, I followed him around with water and put him to bed. And it was just like, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. Like we all think that we're so different and we're so did it. We're all the same with different characters and a different story, but like the same emotions. And that's the human condition. We're all going through it. So why not be open about it? I agree. Okay, I don't know what it is with my family, but everyone's always nauseous, seriously. And some of the meds for nausea make you exhausted. So then you got to decide, do I want to be nauseous or exhausted? Which do I want to be today? That is silly. Don't do that. If you've got nausea, whatever the source of it is, you got to check out Relief Band. Because Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. So whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure for nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist that gives you relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. And that means no more nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. Relief Band is 100% drug-free and non-drowsy. Use it when you travel. Use it if you've been overserved. Use it if, you know, you're on a boat. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for my listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use the promo code Heather, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code Heather for 20% off plus free shipping. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With their Instant Match feature, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates, and you can invite them to apply right away. In the minute I've been talking to you, 16 hires were made on Indeed. According to Indeed data worldwide, Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash Heather to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Heather. Indeed.com slash Heather. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Last time we were talking, or the Mm -hmm. last couple of times... You and I keep talking about where we're going next, like physically. Where we're going? <laughs> to hell. We're going to hell. We are. Yeah. We are um, in uh, a transient period of time where yeah. we're yeah. trying to figure out where the hell we're going. Your two mm-hmm. kids are launched, and I got two launched, third on the way, fourth not far behind. Yeah. So okay. So did you sell the house? Not yet. Oh my god. Is it on I the market? Thing. 
It's on the market. Do you want me to call Josh Altman? He can get anything sold. Call Josh Altman. The thing is, we're very, we're sticklers for the asking price. It's also dumb, but like, we're not going to sell it unless we get what we want for it. Because moving is very dramatic and I'm dramatic enough without a move. So (laughs) you want to know something insane? Uh, Newsflash, breaking news. We're moving again. Wait, you have your pied a terre. Oh, yeah, that we have. You were looking, you were renting. We are renting in Orange County. Did you find a house? No. Well, I did find a house and I put an offer on a house that I wanted to knock down and rebuild on the water. It was like, like perfect. Like exactly if, if I had written the bullet points of what I wanted, I found it. But it was one of those deals. They don't, those kinds of houses just don't come up very often. And there was like a huge bidding war for it. And someone had, do you know what a 1031 exchange is? No. Okay, so 1031 exchange is a real estate deal where you can take the profits from a sale of a home, but you have to immediately put them into, within a very short period of time, into another home that's of equal or greater value. So you're not paying capital gains or so you're paying you're paying no taxes on it. You're just flipping it it into the next thing, but it's got to be the same or a little bit more. So someone was doing a 1031 exchange, so they didn't care about overpaying for this piece of land because basically you're paying for the land, and so they didn't care because it was still less than paying the taxes. So I so we didn't get it. That's a long Mm. story to tell you we didn't get it anyway. The, the rental that we're in was a short-term rental. I took it for six months. We just, we had to get out. We had three weeks to get out. We had to go. So so this was the only place that was available. We found it and um, popped in there. But it's like a bachelor pad. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, you know. Amazing. And, yeah. So we had, to, we had to go. So we found another place. Oh, my God. Oh, my a God. A new rental. And I took it for a year. And it's kind of perfect. It's really cute. It's on the water. And it's it's just. It's lovely, and there's a bedroom for everyone. Because poor Nikki's like been sleeping in a TV room with a, you know, a folding okay. screen to put him block him whenever uh-huh. he comes home. It, by the way, it's so bad. He sleep. There's like a couch in there that he loves going back to his his jail cell dorm on his twin bed. He loves oh, privacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the roommate right there. Anyway, so oh, okay. yeah. So there's that. But anyway, so we so we found a new rental, and we're moving in April. <laughs> It's like four moves in I, eight but months. He, but you know, we used to move every three years. Do you know that? Every three years. Well, maybe that's what you do. That just might be what the two of you do. It might be. We're kind of nomadish, which is funny because my parents weren't like that. Yours yeah. either. You guys no. dig in. Maybe you're going to end up doing van life or get like a trip. A down van? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like one of those mobile homes. And then. Oh my god! The one time I ever want, so I had this fantasy of like, oh, we're gonna take a trip. We're gonna get one of those big camper things. Like, yeah. you know, we're gonna go on this trip. So I had um, four other, three other couples maybe with their kids, and I said, okay, so we're each gonna get one of these things. Someone will we'll get drivers because they're huge, right? And we'll get those kind of things that. You know, a big celebrity takes on the movie set kind of yeah. camper thing, and we're gonna we're gonna put them in a circle, and we're gonna have people, you know, make a fire and cook and whatever, and the kids will run around by a lake or something. It'll be really fun. By the time we priced the thing out, it was so expensive that I looked at Terry and I'm like, we might as well go to Europe. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also, it's never gonna be what you think it's gonna be. I, I don't want to have to pee in a bathroom in the truck. Yeah, but there's like bougie ones. They're not that bougie. I mean, yes, they're bougie, but they're still, 
I I can't do it. Terry I can't do would, it. By the way, at the end of the day, Terry was never doing it. He is not right. a he is not a camper person. He is yeah. not. I mean, I know everyone thinks that I'm the fancy one, and Terry's like. Not, but he's the one that requires a tablecloth and, you know. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, he can't go to a joint. Fancy. Yeah, I'm just not outdoorsy. So, like, camping would never work for me. I don't need to – I need to stay somewhere clean that's, like, <laughs> inside. I just can't do – I can. Without- oh, I can. Oh. And so I've done that kind of things with the kids. We've stayed in the tents. We've done the things kind of, like, in a glamping kind of way. But, you know, I've checked all those boxes. But anyway, the camper thing, No. But anyway, so we got so we have this new rental. We're moving, and then we're just gonna see what happens. I, you know, at first being obviously so, you know, a planner, and I like to know where I'm going and what I'm doing. I just feel like the last year has been so insane. I, who knows what's gonna happen? I don't know. Yeah, I thought when you were like, "Where are you got? Where are you headed?" I'm like. Are you, did you know I had an MRI last week? You like, did? Like, you were like, what? No, because I just had, I every year I get like all these screenings and where am I, I'm like, where am I headed? I'm in perimenopause. We know this, right? Yeah. So I'm headed to menopause. Yeah. And it turns out I have like fibroids in my uterus. So I am now at the point where I'm waiting for everything to shrivel so that nothing hurts anymore. And I stopped bleeding. Like, that's my goal plan. Like, that's my future. Yeah. You know what? I used to worry about that. And then I used to say that, like, I I can't wait to be done with this whole thing and just get on the other side. And then this girl said to me, she goes, well, yeah, I was expecting like words of wisdom. She was like, well, you know, once you stop bleeding, everything shrivels and dries. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is a great party. Um, sir, can I have a drink? <laughs> and it terrified yeah. me. And so I remember saying to Terry, this is like, I'm 54. This was like, I'm going to say five or six years ago. Yeah. And I go, I don't want to shrivel and dry up. I don't and he goes, you're not going to. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. You don't have to. There's, don't have- there's so, by the way, if you can't take oral hormone replacement therapy, go to your doctor, whatever, and check on that and everything. But like, there's vaginal estrogen, which doesn't cross whatever is like the barriers it can't cross to cause problems in your body, like systemically. It literally just does things inside your vagina if that time comes for you. Um, I mean, for one, I understand you're already taken care of. But for me, the idea of shriveling up is g- when the uterus collapses and gets That's good. small. T- it's good. Do you have to have it- anything done for those fibroids or no? I don't. But the reason... So I've had this chronic, this is so sexy. We get so sexy every time we talk, Heather. It's really amazing. That's right. We'll get sexy. I have tailbone pain for the past year. I've had tailbone pain. Like not your butthole, your tailbone. Tailbone. My butthole's fine. Okay, Gorgeous, actually. Excellent. Perfect. But my tailbone hurts. And so it. I have a a retroverted uterus. Like when your uterus is tilted back, it tilts uterus. And so- we think now maybe because of the fibroids in the uterus, that's what's causing the tailbone pain. Oh, do you know there is a doctor, and I'm going to get this totally wrong, so I'm going to have to text this to you later. Perfect. Terry's in surgery, that. so I can't ask him. So forgive me. But there is a doctor in Newport Beach that yeah. has a very special fibroid surgery thing that's not in that doesn't involve cutting them out, and he's the only one that does it. Huh. Interesting. Right, but I could be know. saying that completely incorrectly. So before I get I'm a sure thousand DMs, I'm just going to make yeah. myself a note. <laughs> you better clarify. Fibroid <laughs> clarification. I'm gonna. Amazing. I'm gonna ask. But Terry thinks this guy is very, very talented. And <laughs> if you would like to speak to him, 
Yeah, sure. Um, I will. Here, wait. Let me just let me just text someone. Hold on. Let me see if I. Can. You're hysterical. No, I really. It's just need fascinating to know. how everything is connected. You could have a pain in one part of your body caused by a completely other part of your body. Well, of course. I mean, and think about this. I mean, how anxiety and depression can yes. can cause physical, real physical symptoms. All of it. Yes. The body is yes. connected. But just to finish one second, I always when we talk about physical aging. A lot of times I'll say everyone has a line. Like some people will color their hair, but they won't get Botox. Some will get Botox, but they don't want fillers. Some will get fillers, but they don't want a facelift, et cetera, et cetera. The same is true for anti-aging on the inside. So all I'm saying is I know that there's a faction of people like I'm all about hormone replacement. I like it all. And I, over the last three years, am figuring out what really works for me and what doesn't. Yeah. But right now I've talked about my new functional medicine doctor. Like I... I feel right now, and things change constantly, so who knows what six months will bring, but right now I feel really good. But what I've learned is it's like when I did fertility. One size doesn't fit all. There's not one protocol. Everyone's body's different. You react to things differently. And the thing you got to do is find a doctor that's willing to work with you to find out what works for you. Okay, wait. They just answered me. So it's Dr. Bruce Lee, and the procedure or the machine is called Acessa, A-C-E-S-S-A. It's a fibroid radiofrequency ablation. He's an incredible doctor, and he gets great results. So go check him out. Have you ever thought about how important it is to be close to loved ones and people we trust when we need help? I travel all over the country, and if I found myself or worse, one of my kids in a hospital far from home, I would want to get us back to our own doctors and the people we know and love as quickly as possible. And I'm sure you would, too. And that's why I want to tell you about Fly You Home. Fly You Home gives members the option to be transported from a faraway hospital to one close to home so they can recover in your friends and family. And Fly You Home takes care of absolutely everything from hospital A to hospital B at no charge to you. Membership is amazingly affordable. $159 a year covers everyone in your home. I've arranged for my listeners to get up to a $100 e-gift card with a new membership. Just use code HEATHER. Take control of your care today. Please go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Heather today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Heather. Let's Talk is brought to you by Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things, so you know it's fabulous. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo. I don't know if you guys know this, bamboo is very soft. I know when you think of bamboo, you think of like a bamboo stick. It is so soft and delicious and breathable. All products come with a 10-year warranty. Cozy Earth bedding is temperature regulating and is available in viscose from bamboo and in linen. Cozy Earth loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit. Cozy Earth offers premium bath products as well, made from viscose from bamboo. And they have a plush collection as well as their new waffle collection. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, 35% off site-wide when you use the code Heather. You guys, this would be fun to put in an Easter basket. Go get Cozy Earth. Heather, you were talking on your podcast that you were going to do some face thing. Did you reveal what that was yet? I haven't done it yet. So I am doing something in my face. I am not going to say what it is. It's nothing. (laughs) By the way, it's not something that's new, but it's something that's new for me because many years ago, like 10, 12, 13 years ago, something Mm -hmm. like that, I got a Fraxel and I got this Fraxel thing and it was like, good. And so I went for the second one 
And I, by the way, Terry doesn't do these things. He only operates. So this had nothing to do with Terry. But I went to someone and I got this Fraxel and I got permanent edema swelling like under my eyes, causing these two puffy things that I never had before. And I was so freaked out and my skin got messed up and I swore to myself, I would not do anything to my face anymore because I was so scared. And I was like, eh, maybe the enemy of good is better. Leave well enough alone. I'll just do my products and whatever. But I went to the dermatologist the other day to make sure I there I had like some growths and things and whatever. And, and she was like, nothing's bad. Nothing's cancerous. You're fine. And then I talked to the cosmetic people and they were like, here's what we think you should do. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to document it. And I'm going to take pictures and videos and all of it. So I'm doing right now an internal thing and an external thing for anti-aging, Ooh. health, wellness, and being and beauty. So the external thing I'm going to show you in a few weeks and the internal thing I think I've already talked about. So I, this had nothing to do with what we were going to talk about today, just so you know. I am going to try, <laughs> are you ready for this? Because I have talked on the show that I have, you know, really yeah. researched because I have had an anxiety issue my whole life. And even though I've used all the tools, I'm, I, you know, I'm not on medication for it, but all my other tools, you know, I, I feel like I've exhausted them and, and I'm interested in, you know, people that do ayahuasca, people that do the mushroom integration. Are therapy. you microdosing? Are you going to microdose with ketamine? I'm going to microdose with ketamine. Dude, my best friend's been doing it. But not microdose. I'm going into the doctor and I'm going to get the infusion. Yes, yes the that's IV. what she's doing. But she has the doctor come to her house. With the IV? Yes. I like that. House Weekly. calls are good. Weekly. Weekly. So how long, how many weeks? It's really helping her. Really? Uh huh. She's done it. Uh, so three or four times. And here's what I've I've heard from her. Okay, good. What I've le- what I've learned from yeah. her is that it's definitely helping her with depression. And when you have the infusion after, you have to make sure you surround yourself with people who make you feel really safe and sort of soft and cozy. Yeah. People you like to hug because it puts you in a really vulnerable state. And don't they make you write? I heard that you're supposed know. to journal right after. I'll ask her. I don't know. But it's definitely helping her a little bit because I hear it in her voice. I hear her coming back to kind of like the way she was before she had depression. Now, she's not like buoyant. It's not like a, a new person, the new Jan Brady. Right. But she's definitely coming out of something. It's really, it's fascinating. Well, I am not depressed. So I just want to put that out there. I am not depressed at all. I have a biological anxiety disorder. Me too. I have the same one. It's it's rough. Yeah. And it's rough. And what really sucks is that it's very hard when intellectually, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing's wrong. And Mm -hmm. you can tell me that till the cows come home. I could be sitting, having thing, and I my heart is beating, and I'm, Mm -hmm. and I my anxiety is ten out of ten, and it feels awful. And and I do believe that's when many people get dependent on substances and alcohol and all kinds of things. And you know we have alcoholism in my family, like back. And I'm still sort of scarred from my great-grandfather from years ago and watching him. So even though I do love champagne and I enjoy alcohol, like I'm always very cognizant of like, you know, wait, or we're going to have drinks because we feel like having drinks, not because I feel like I need a drink. Like I would never want to drink under those circumstances. But what I decided was after researching everything is that, first of all, I would really like to try microdosing mushrooms just because it sounds fun. (laughs) <laughs> Not for therapeutic levels, but I have a couple of girlfriends who 
don't drink and only do very small. And you and me are the same. We're very sensitive. I could drink a bottle mm-hmm. of champagne, no problem. But if you give me half an aspirin, I'm going to bed for two days. So yeah. I have a couple of girlfriends that microdose chocolate mushrooms and they don't drink. And, they, and they're just like happy. It's not like psychedelic huh. and crazy and whatever. So yeah. someone bought me some and they've been sitting like in my bathroom on my counter there for like two months and I haven't touched them because I'm scared. And I keep saying to Terry, I'm like, so should we try that on Saturday? <laughs> plan ahead. You definitely have to plan ahead. You have to plan I mean, ahead. Uh, but I am going to try the ketamine. Yeah, you have to try that. I mean, it, it allegedly, it really does help people with whether it's anxiety or depression. Yeah. There are real there are real studies. It's based in science. It's not like a party trick. It actually is where kind of the whole psychopharmacological industry is headed because they're seeing extraordinary improvements in patients who who do this. Well, so ecstasy, MDMA, yeah. MDNA. Never tried it. it. Okay. Never had it. Um, so... It used to, it was originally legal and um, Terry will always tell the story that he, it was legal and, you know, he was at UCLA and, and you could buy it at the health food store and then it became illegal and like the day it was becoming illegal, like everyone went to the store and <laughs> got the got the ecstasy and everything. But at the time, psychiatrists and psychologists were using it clinically in their practices oh, wow. to help couples. Right. Because ecstasy, right. Because when couples are on ecstasy, I've heard they have crazy sex. But not just that. It's almost I like a it. love drug. I've done it a couple times. I mean, not right. in many years, but yeah, I did it. Uh, but it, more than the sex thing, it's like, it's a love drug. It's like, mm. it's like very touchy feely and loving. Like, I don't know if that's good to do in your psych- psychiatrist appointment, but I'm just saying that's what they were using it for. But what I find interesting about that is that what I've read about ketamine is that it's not that it takes away your anxiety or it takes away your depression or, and what it's, what I've heard it's very good for is PTSD. And oh. it's not that it takes it away, but that it allows you to have the memory in a new setting with this um, nice feeling inside of you. So let me see if I can say this appropriately. It's almost reframing this event or these feelings in a better moment so that you can deal with them. And now your memory of like, let's just say that traumatic event, you can now deal with in a better space. That's good. That's what I've read. Do I know this is true? I am not a doctor, people. I am married to a doctor, which gives me a little MD, married to doctor, but I am not a doctor. (laughs) So when you guys go away, because I feel like you're going to do ketamine now, but like when you travel, when you and Terry go away, your whole family goes away, do you guys like... You just went to Aspen? Yeah. Do you party a lot when you're there? Like, how does that... It, the answer is, it depends. Okay. But we Fair were enough. actually... We were in Aspen because Ace likes to ski. And okay. Nikki and Ace both ski. Kat and Max do not. And so we Got were going to just take them, but Nikki had school and he had spring break the next week. So he couldn't come. So we just went, the three of us, and then Danielle, who used to work for us, um, but is like a daughter to me, who I love, Danielle, came from Miami and met us. And so, you know, we were just like hanging out. So, so you know, what was funny is that we were, we were hanging out and we ran into, we ran into Bethany Frankel. Okay. So I know this because I saw on TikTok, I saw on her TikTok she was talking about her daughter and Ace hanging out and skiing and making TikToks. And then I saw her talk about you and about Ace. And I was like, wait a minute. 
had like I know you're both housewives. That's not Bravo, how we know each other. But correct. So I didn't even realize that. And Bethany and I, I mean, we go back to when we were 19 years old. Maybe? Stop like it. You and me. Yes. Do you know her so from we, the? So uh, sweet. How do you know her? Okay, so my friend Natalie, who I went to college with, uh-huh. was best friends from Florida with Bethany when Bethany went to BU and I went to Tufts. And so we ended up, we were friends, sophomore year of college, and then went abroad together junior year to Paris and then lived together in Paris junior year. And then after that, like she came home with me and went on vacation with my family, then started dating my brother. Stop I mean, it's it. It's a whole lot of years. She and then did, were, when did she date Brian? She, before Brian married Amy. Brian and his wife were best friends for years. And then... Wait, do you know that like Brian... Waiting. Do you know that Brian and my sister went on teen tour together? I don't think I know that. Yes. Oh my God, I love that. Isn't that Brian hilarious? Brian was such a loser. He was such a geek dweeb back then. But um, he didn't Wait, know. Wait, for, for like people that don't know what teen tour is, when you come from the East Coast, you do two things. <laughs> you go to sleepaway camp for like the whole summer as if your parents hate you. And, and then in high school, you either go to like a college program over the summer or you get sent on teen tour. Or you do both. Or you I did do both. one summer on a teen tour and one summer at UCLA. And I gained so much weight on that teen tour because <laughs> all we did was sit on a bus and go from fast food restaurant to fast food restaurant across the US of A. And it was delicious. No, Brian and my sister went to Europe. Oh, I love that. Stacey went to Europe. I didn't go to I went to some camp in Europe, but I didn't go on a, a European teen tour. But so Brian and Bethany were dated. So Brian was best friends with Amy, who Stacey met on her teen tour, okay. by the way. They were best friends for years. And then Brian, like Amy said to Brian that she was ready to try dating him. Like, so then Brian and Bethany broke up because Brian oh, she broke had, always wanted, up. had always wanted to be with Amy. And Aww. I mean, they're married 30 some odd years. So, I mean, that was, he, Amy was his lifelong true love. Like he, it, that was, that was the, his destiny. So yeah, that was a little hard. The breakup was a little bit rough on our um, friendship because there was sort of like a her saw, she said, he said yeah, kind of, of thing. Uh, and it's my brother. So there were a few years that things were weird. And then my father, when he was working at Martha, they were shooting The Apprentice. And when he got, they, they give out for reality shows like that, the production team sends to like the people behind the scenes with the cast, like the judges a stack of the pictures of the contestants without like saying who they are. Hmm. So that stack was given to me because I was assisting my father. And I go through this. It's like on a key ring. I go through these pictures and then there's Bethany. And I'm like, what? Like she was a contestant. Like, how can this work with my father being one of the judges? Anyway, it was crazy. I pretty much didn't speak. Like I'd see her in passing. We'd kind of have eye contact, but I recused myself from being involved really in any of that because it was too much. And my father was very like by the, by the book oh, yeah. and yeah, like upfront about knowing her and everyone was like, do it anyway. It's all fine. And she was great. She was great TV. That was pre housewife. That's days. so funny. So I, yeah. and Bethany wrote this in her post, her lovely, yeah. lovely post. So nice. So nice. I mean, just amazing. Um, just, well, what, that's what I just, let me just finish up by saying that now whenever people are like, well, what's Bethany really like? I'm like, exactly what you see. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, that is Bethany. Like, she's always been hustling. She's always been smart. She's always been funny. She's always said words like Davoon. We all said Davoon. Like, the words that she used are directly from 
when we were in our 20s. Like, right. she's exactly the same girl. Yeah. And what what was nice running into her, and I, it's not like the first time I've seen her. You know, I've seen her over the years. She's always been really generous to me. You know, when she had her talk shows, she'd put me on the panel quite a bit. You know, she was always really great. But it was, there was something, it's funny, I didn't realize because she you know, mentioned in her post and to me privately later that she was kind of in a vulnerable state with a friend and the whole thing. And and she's usually closed off, but she was open. And I have to say, I'm kind of the same way. I'm in a period of life where it's like, if you, you know, I, I want to love you. So mm-hmm. d- don't give me a reason to not love you. And seeing someone, you know, from my past and and just someone I've known over the years, and she, and she's with her daughter, and and it was just so great. And our kids got along. It was just all like the best moment. It was just all so so great. Um, but so I know Bethany from her ex husband Peter. His brother Danny was a really good friend of mine. Okay, and so this got is it. a long time ago. But when she, before yeah. she and Peter even got married. You know, she was always doing something. She was always starting a company and she had this business called Pashmina Princess. And I remember I, remember. I was like, I don't I don't remember how old I was, but I was just starting to make money. I think I was like either on a recurring, a recurring character on a show or something, but I was starting to make money. And I remember I went to her office. She had an office in like some tall building. I don't remember where it was, but I went there and I bought a bunch of Pashminas. Because I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to support her. This is awesome. And she then was the Pashmina queen, the Pashmina yep. princess. And, I, you know, she's always been like that and always been um, smart, hustler, all of it. And again, you know, whether you think you know her, whether you think you know me, whether you think you know Jenny, like you only know us as much as, you know, you see on social media or television yes. or listen to on the radio. But I, you know, people you know, show you who they are. And I said thank you to a bunch of people at the beginning of the show for supporting my family. But I neglected to mention Bethany, who really came out publicly for our family in the most beautiful way. And and I thank her so much for that. Yeah. I mean, I I loved that post. And I was thinking of you because we had had talked about Ace and the care that, of course, I mean, you're his mother, but kind of the care that you and Terry both take for, for all of your kids is really beautiful. And you think about everything. So I, and I hope that people know just how contemplative you are and just how thoughtful you are and how you put your kids first and do all the work that a parent needs to do for anything that our kids are going through. So you do that stuff. Thanks. So do you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I know cause we talk about, but I wasn't going to, you know, I, I, I was wait, you know, wondering when something was going to come out somewhere, and then there it was, and I was really happy with how um, it was handled because he's adorable. I know, like, you know, it's good that he's happy. That's it. Thank you for saying that. You know, I adore you, and I adore your family. Have you decided where you're going? And if you have not, I have some suggestions. Oh, please give them to me. I have to have a place where my dogs can go because we have no idea. That's also part of the problem. Yeah. That we can't we can't figure out where to go. So I don't actually have the place you should be going. What I what <laughs> I'm gonna say to you is I have the the plan, which is the Tell non-plan. Me. And so I've sort of by accident I'm falling into this because like I said, I had a plan. I was gonna buy this house, I was gonna knock it down, I was gonna live here, I was gonna do that. None of that worked out. But here's what I'm realizing. You know, when you move to a new town, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's never good. You, don't, you shouldn't just go buy a house because you don't know. You might like this side of town. You might like that side of town. You may enjoy living closer to this or whatever. And what's funny is when we moved out of our um, Crystal Cove house and into this rental, yeah. we're, on a, we're in a totally different part of town that I've never lived in before. And I really like it. And it's surprising to me the things I do and do not like about it. And I also think like as our children are growing up and moving out and all of this, obviously your needs change, but also like what you enjoy doing changes a little bit too. I suggest renting in many places. Oh, oh. Oh, I see. So in other words, do the Dubrow plan. I think maybe. I think I know you're a little Mm -hmm. hesitant to moving into the city because of the dogs. However, you may find it's awesome and you may really like it. And it may open up things for you that you don't even realize because, I mean, look, you guys have been living in the suburbs for a long time. And I mean, us in Orange County, that definitely feels like the suburbs. And then you come up I mean, it's not like LA's the like Manhattan, but I'm saying there's so much more to do, and you know the amount of people that I can see that I don't get to see regularly now that I'm here more often in LA is crazy, and it makes me so happy. And it's almost like you know when you're in your twenties and you go out all the time, you see all the different friends all the time, and it's not so you know difficult. And then you have your kids, and you. Or you get involved in work or both, and you are focused on that. You don't see people that often because you have to make choices and whatever. All of a sudden, you're kind of now open up to having, you know, certain people back in your life in a different way, which is kind of fun. And even me and Terry as a couple have run into, like, we've been seeing a lot of, like, Martin and Kelly Katz, who we've known for a long time. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a very a big celebrity jeweler. It's got okay. the m- most gorgeous things ever. And he and his wife, like Kelly, are the loveliest people. But w- I've known them for years and years and years and w- and some other people in-, in the same group. And now we're hanging out together. We see them for dinner. We got- It's so fun. You need to allow yourself to explore those things. Do you think there's something about going back to sort of hanging out with people you hung out with years ago? Like there's a comfort in that as we get older and going back to like people who knew you when – or knew you in another way? I think that's an interesting question. I would say like like hanging out with you, um, seeing Bethany, yeah. um, uh, other uh, Kelly and some other, you know, my girlfriend, Dina, like other people. Um, I think it's more than a comfort. I think it's like we know who each other – we, I know who you are on such a uh, on such a basic level. I know mm-hmm. your family. I know safety. You, I know you when you're a kid. I know mm-hmm. I know you're good, and I love you. There's there's right. like a lot of love. I think more than the nostalgia of it. There's nostalgia. Yes. There's love. Yeah, I guess comfort, but I don't mean comfort like. Um, uh, like it's safe, so I don't want to have new friends, or it's convenient, but more like, yeah, like a like a like a blankie, like a yes, warm. Yes, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's like um, it's like you know, it's yes, there's love, but also you know what you're getting, and so you feel like as you go through challenges or this next phase of what you don't really know in our lives because we can't know everything. No, there is a comfort in the people that you know are going to be there to kind of, I don't know, cheer you on, pick up the pieces, like do all the all the things. It's just, I, 
I have found that. I found that when grieving, when that going sort of back helps me go forward. I love that. That's so great. Mm. Well, I love our conversations. I absolutely adore you. You're going to have to come back soon because uh, per usual, we just don't finish a conversation. And you got to come on my podcast too. I, I keep will. texting you. I promise. You're very, you know, very busy. So it's just, it's kind of a busy month and we're going to Boston. So we just got back from Cabo and we're going yeah. to Boston to go see Max this weekend because she's not Aww. coming home for spring break. She's going to Europe which yeah. I'm very excited about for her. And then and then I'm and then I'm kind of home for a couple of weeks. But wait, don't leave people hanging about Cabo. What were you saying about Cabo? No, it's too long a story. It's gonna it's gonna okay. have, it's gonna we have to talk about it tomorrow. Fine. Blew, we blew All it. Right. We blew All it. All right. Thank thank you for having me. Um can you please promote everything? Yes. I'm just Jenny Hutt on Instagram. Please follow me there. DM me. I do respond. My podcast is just Jenny with Jenny Hutt. And it's everywhere you get your podcast. It's seven days every day. There's a new episode. Sometimes it's just me. Mostly it's with someone else too. And oh, and I have bunny eyes. Which are, <laughs> Heather's like, talk about the bunny eyes. <laughs> bunny eyes are the glasses. They're fully adjustable. They're wearable. They're tiltable. They're flippable. Um, and they're really cool reading glasses and blue light blockers. And yeah, they're pretty amazing. That's bunnyeyeswithaz.com. And you're amazing. I love you. I love And you. I will Thank talk you. to you soon. Yes, of course. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you, babe. Wow, that was fun. And there we have it. That was episode one of Let's Talk. This was so exciting. This was great. Hey, don't forget, go to my Instagram and go, do you call that a link tree? You guys, you know I'm so bad at this. You can go to the link tree thing, and if you click on that, there is a link to get you to the handbook version of Let's Talk, which is going to give you notes from me, places to go, places I've been, things I'm obsessed with, links to everything, how to buy them, how to visit, how to go, how to do... And, you know, I want to hear from you. So leave me messages there. Leave me messages on Instagram. And if you have a second, if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review and say what you're loving about Let's Talk, it would mean so much to me because those ratings are like our reviews. And listen, it all helps. So I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. 